talking about? Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hi, my name is Adam Goods and welcome to The Goods Oil. Today on our show, we're joined by Andrew Collins, Chief Information Officer at the Australian Sports Anti-Doping Authority, also known as ASADA. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Andy, ASADA is Australia's national anti-doping organisation that has a purpose to project, protect the health of athletes and the integrity of Australian sport by minimising the risk of doping. Can you take our listeners through what it's like working there in your career to date? Okay. Um, Well, firstly, ASADA is an absolutely fantastic place to work. Um, It's got by far and away the best culture I've ever experienced in a 20-plus year career in IT. Mm -hmm. And it's enabled us us to achieve a lot with a very small IT team um, in partnership with our key partners in... um, the last 12 months, and I'll talk more about that in a sec. Yep. But, um, yeah. In terms of my career, yeah. I started as an R&D engineer in defence intelligence uh, before moving to security and establishing defences forensics, malware analysis and other capabilities with a group called the CNVT. Yep. Um, then moved into management uh, with a commercial gateway service provider that no longer exists, mm. uh, where I was in charge of Asia-Pacific level security and compliance. Um, I then moved into enterprise architecture before taking my first C-level role as a CTO in New Zealand Health, where I looked after the northern region, which was basically the south of Auckland Mm -hmm. to the top of Cape Ranga. Um, Now, that accounted for 50% of New Zealand's population, nine hospitals and 550 clinics. Mm -hmm. So it was a really small job, um, but it was a great experience over there, Mm -hmm. and I really loved New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And we managed to stand up a major healthcare transformation program, which is still going to this day. In fact, it won a major award last year. Moving on to ASADA, um, ASADA is a lot smaller than healthcare, yep. but it's still an amazing place. And we're in the middle of a big business transformation here mm-hmm. where ICT is a key part, um, forming quite a rare opportunity to touch the entire business. Yeah, right. And so h- how does the office of the CIO provide value and, and support the current business strategy there, Andy? Well, ASADA's um, for the last 12 months has been transforming from a paper-based testing organisation and what most of your listeners would think of, you know, blood and urine testing. Mm. Um, And we're moving to be an intelligence-informed digital business Mm. of engagement and partnerships and educational awareness. And you'll notice testing wasn't even part of that. Mm. Um, It is a component of our business, but it's not a big part. Um, Now, CIDA's transformation is a major change from that traditional view of a testing organisation to one that is highly active and engaged with athletes, support staff and parents to manage doping risk rather than relying on punitive enforcement. Mm. Um, It's basically a 180 degree switch for the organisation that's already paying significant dividends in terms of the the, uh, measured drops we're seeing in positive doping tests. Um, In terms of the ICT component though, we're directly engaged with business units in delivering um, the ASADA business strategy built on a three-layer transformation model of digital foundation, systems of record and systems of experience. Um, we've finished all the foundation work over the last 12 months and we're currently in a co-design process around delivering business tools and challenging business in the way that they approach um, operational problems. So really exciting. 
Yeah, and and so the uh, the technology capability of of um, athletes is becoming very sophisticated as they strive to being at the top of their games. How does Asada keep up? Well, unlike sport, um, it's actually not a competition. Um, traditionally, anti-doping has been a battle with the dopers and um, the clinicians that support them in that process so that, um, quite frankly, the athletes would always be a step ahead in that. What Assad has done is basically turned that model on its head and by engaging early around integrity and education issues, we're starting to break that cycle so people don't ever dope and they, they understand the risks um, both professionally and also health-wise of doping. Um, basically, it pay, makes more sense to partner with athletes and support personnel yeah. in both anti-doping and preventive interventions like our social media and education programs to reduce the doping risk. Um, one example um, is our education presenters. We have currently have, I believe it's 20 of them, and most of them are former Olympians. Um, we've also established a athletes advisory group, which is again um, comprised of an awful lot of Olympians. And I do joke around here that I feel very special because I'm the only one without an Olympic medal. Um, uh, basically, if you have a look um, on Google and search for clean freak videos, that's an example of some of the outreach work we're doing um, to get to young people. But also we have outreach tents at major sporting events. In fact, as we speak, they're just packing up one of our tents in Samoa at the Pacific Games over there where we're supporting Drug Free Sport mm -hmm. New Zealand. Um, and we're in various sporting events around the country where we're demonstrating VR and augmented reality as a way of communicating what the anti-doping program is and what integrity is and how to make good decisions around your health. So it, um, it sounds like um, ASADA are taking a very um, forward-thinking approach to you know, the services they provide. I believe there's an app that you, um, you've created for, for athletes. Um, oh, it's a lot more than an app. We've got a, the Asada app, which is a core platform. It's currently going through a refresh, so watch this space. Um, that ties into a thing called Global Drug, which allows people to um, have an authoritative source if they are taking a supplement to understand what's actually in it and what those mm. risks are. Um, but it also allows you to interact and gain information around the anti-doping program. But on top of that app, we have all of the virtual reality um, systems that allow you to walk through the entire testing process um, in a virtual setting um, to basically um, remove some of the apprehension around that process. Um, and there's a lot of really um, fun innovative thinking going on. So, in fact, we had the augmented re uh, people in here yesterday where the education people disappeared um, for nearly the full day playing in yeah. AR. Wow. So. I'm, and I think it'll be an exciting space in the next few yeah, months. Fantastic. Well. And and you also operate an, an e-learning platform as well? or Exactly. Um, that's a hosted platform. Um, that's got one of our most exciting programs because um, traditionally anti-doping programs test elite level athletes. Mm. Um, each test is about $5,000. It's an expensive process. So if you can stop people doping early, much, yeah. much better. Um, so the e-learning platform we've used for our standard anti-doping uh, anti um, education mm -hmm. materials. But we've also recently created the Parents mm -hmm. Program, which is teaches parents of high school and university students how to identify the risks around doping and how to manage mm -hmm. those risks um, 
for their child. Right, fantastic. And um, look, it's, you know, obviously being an, an innovative organisation now, are, are you looking into some of the um, hot technologies that's like AI and machine learning and big data? Is, is there plans to use that, that um, type of technology at all yet? Oh, absolutely. Um, already got some of it in the mm. environment. And the transformation program over the next 12 months will be embracing artificial intelligence and machine learning and bots in a very big way, along with the traditional data analytics capability. So um, you can imagine a move from a paper-based organisation, which is what we were only 12 months ago, is not trivial. Um, So we've got silos of data, but we've now got the digital foundation in place, um, which avoids a lot of the intense manual effort around metric generation. Um, we're now using Tableau and, to a lesser extent, Power BI to um, visualise and communicate what's going on. That's how we know the effectiveness of the education yeah. program on reducing um, the positive doping tests yeah. we get. Um, but we're currently developing the next level, cap- level capability, which will see a wide selection of bots and AI-driven anomaly and event detection in use for the organisation. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, occupy me rather heavily um, for the next yeah, 12 so, months. And the CEO's view and mine is that we will be the government leader in federal government in way in AI right. use. And an example of that would be um, we recently, as in November last year, held a conference of, I think it was around 20 different global anti-doping mm-hmm. agencies, came to the Gold Coast, and we spent a full day talking about the use of data and what a shared data analytics platform would look like. And we actually came up with a high-level design. So we're starting to walk through what that looks like now in terms of how we would implement Fantastic. it. Fantastic. And so, and collaboration, you know, and as platforms get built out and data starts to be collected, it's, uh, you know, that that um, interactive part and integration part with uh, other, you know, fellow organisations. Um, it obviously sounds like it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that uh, will uh, will happen in the future. That's fantastic. And um, yep. tell me about the last 12 months, like going from that paper-based, in 12 months we've gone from paper-based to, you know, now we're talking about VR and AI and big data. That must have been yep. an amazing um, transformation um, period of time. It is, um, and that comes down to the culture of the organisation um, where basically we're safe to make mistakes, we're safe yeah. to try things and we're yeah. safe to challenge existing processes without a lot of the politics that yeah. normally go on, um, which makes it a very rare organisation, but one that can move very quickly. Um, in terms of that actual transform, though, it comes down to a lot of it as our CEO, who is very forward-thinking, um, he wants to transform. So a lot of the groundwork for the transform was already laid when I got here. Um, It only took around two to three months to put together the digital strategy, work with all the business units around what we wanted to achieve, um, gain funding for it and gain broad approval right across the senior leadership group, which normally that would take me 18 plus months. So um, it gives you an idea of what this culture is like. Um, And we've seen... it's quite a surprising positive aspect around yep. this change as well. Of In any organisation, you'll have some quite negative people, some very positive people, and a lot of people in the middle. We've seen over the last 12 months that really I've only got one staff member here that I would consider a negative staff member. The vast majority are very positive, active, engaged, 
Um, and there's a lot of good work occurring right across uh, Masada um, and occurring on a global basis because we punch far above our weight um, on a global stage, which is yeah, fantastic. Brilliant, fantastic. Um, and so, look, Andy, I have a segment called the Goodsies Fast Four. It's where I ask four questions in, in, uh, in, in 30 seconds. Are, are you ready to go? Okay, go. all right, let's start. And we'll start with question one, which is, what's your go-to order at your favourite restaurant? Adam, can you hear me? Oh, yep, sorry. Yeah, question one, what's your go-to order at your favourite restaurant? Yep, fish and chips at the Chapman Cafe in Canberra. Great. And what do you think you had known, or what do you wish you had known when you'd started out in this role? Um, quite frankly, and a little bit honest, to trust people more here. Yep. I'm used to highly political environments. Yep. Um, Asada has got by far and away the best and most diverse leadership team I've ever met, and they're just brilliant and great fun to work with. Fantastic. And what's one thing that you've failed at? Um, I've actually got a number of them around the office, and that's one of the things <laughs> that makes Asada great is it's a psychologically safe workplace to get things wrong, try th different new ways. If it works, great. If it doesn't, cool, you learn and move on. Yep. Um, people aren't afraid here, which is incredible. And that's why we move so fast. Brilliant. And what are you curious about right now? Um, there's usually a few topics at once. Um, but right now, AI ethics around automated decision making is a really interesting and topical space here. Yeah, great. Fantastic. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode of The Good Soil. Thanks for listening and thank you to Andy for joining me today. Uh, join us again next week when we bring you another CIO to the Good Soil podcast and find out how they are making a difference to this world we live in. See you then.